Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vests, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning, Chattanooga area, interweb, the world. We're broadcasting live to all of you, along with me, my good friend, Rob Bertula. How are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you doing, sir? I am having a ball. I'm having a ball. Good. If you're watching us on Facebook, you have a different look. We are elevated look today. Morning, everybody. So we're going to have fun with that, see what happens. I don't have to look at it. So Yeah. It's, it's, that made me, now you make see my bald spots, and that's okay. That's what happens when you get older. They have a bird's eye view. They have a bird's eye view. That's they, have what a, it is. they have a dove eye view. Ah. There we go. There we go. Already tied it to hunting. Yep, there we go. You got a dove eye. So I think you need to probably wear a camo hat uh, when you go out tomorrow. Probably. I will. I have just the camo hat ready to go. Oh, is it your lucky camo hat? No. Oh, okay. I don't believe in luck. It's all skill, man. There's no luck involved. Okay. I'm taking my my sweet little 16 out to dance. Oh, the Browning Humpback? Yeah, it doesn't sound sweet when you say it that way. No, I'm just saying it's a Belgian Browning Humpback. I mean, it's that's a sweet 16. Oh, well, okay. It is a sweet 16. You know what makes this week 16? Because it's just as almost as powerful as 12 and a little bit, you can reach a little bit farther than a 20, so it's the perfect in-between, and I have no idea why it fell out of favor. Why? <laughs> or am I am I anywhere close on that description? No, that's all right. Okay. I'll, no, all that's true, but that's not. No, oh, okay. Uh, the reason it's called a sweet 16 versus just a 16-gauge, mm-hmm. it's actually lighter weight. Sweet. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Now, I, I didn't know that. I actually was doing some research. I always wanted one, and I bought one, and then I started doing research on it. And, and that's ex- it's, it's, it's quite a bit lighter than the same version of the gun, 16-gauge. Okay. It's, it, it's also smaller, narrower. The four-stock is narrower. Okay. Uh, and it has a gold trigger. That's one way to, to always know. Not always. That's one way to tell if someone's trying to sell you a Sweet 16 that's not one. Mm-hmm. It's they don't necessarily have gold triggers. Oh. Now, I don't know what they would prevent somebody from putting a gold trigger in one, but True. the Sweet 16s have gold triggers. Nice. So there you go. It's going dancing. I take it it's going It's going to start about noon tomorrow then? Ah, these birds don't really fly that at noon-ish much. Coffee bad. This is not coffee. I don't know what it is, but this is not coffee. Taylor, what'd you do, man? This is not coffee. This is. I just did what they told me to do. I apologize. I'll go get you a fresh batch after this. I don't know who they are, but they were wrong. <laughs> this is not coffee. This is. The... You could you could strip paint with this stuff. Good lord. Thanks, Taylor. Try to kill the co-host before we get started. I give up. What is it? 
I really don't know. <laughs> okay. Bad. Not good. No, not good. All right. So live radio. There we go. So that is tomorrow in Tennessee in most of the southeastern United States. Dove season opens up. I'm excited. I know you are. I don't know. You've why. been talking about it all week. I have been. And I'm excited for you. You should be excited. Why should I be excited? I'm a fisherman. I'm primarily a fisherman. Now, yes, I do hunt, but why should I be? Why should I be excited? I've already figured out. I've listened to. I think it was either Sonny or one of our callers last week. I complain about. I don't want to get out there in the middle of the day, sit in the heat in the middle of a field, baking in the sun. And somebody said, "Go the next day early in the morning." And I thought, that's a great idea. It's not opening day, but still, that's a great idea. You know, I might go. I don't know. I might go Monday, but. I am not going. I, I don't think I'm going to go to Sunday right in the middle of the day. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. And I'm a morning person anyway. Usually about, you know me, usually about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it's like siesta time. Okay. But, comma, it's opening day of dove season. True. It's tradition. It is. It's it's all about being, I mean, I want to, I want some of the callers. I want to hear what, I want to hear their there's their story. I mean, yes, I like the tradition of the, the, the camaraderie and the food. It's just the sitting out in the heat that I don't particularly care for. Well, then don't go sit in the heat. Go stay in the shade. suppose I could do that. I'm not going to hit anything, but, yeah, I suppose I could do that. Well, you can't have it both ways. I know. I know. So if it's the camaraderie and the people, go up, have lunch, hang out, and let somebody else go sit out in the sun. That's exactly what I'm thinking about doing. <laughs> oh, that's sad. I mean, I remember. Did you not dove hunt with your dad? No. Did Was he a hunter at all? No. Oh. Well, that explains a lot. No, he we, he was a very, very big fisherman, and we went fishing. Now, you don't have any problem going sitting out in the sun fishing? No, not normally, because I'm standing in the water. You're still in baking in the sun? Yeah, but you can always, you know, like, I have literally, I have on several occasions when it's been nasty, I've literally been so hot, I just sat down in the water, and it was nice and refreshing, stood up, and then, then you know, you're all wet, and you, you dry off a little bit, and when you get hot again, you sit back down on the water, dunk your head, and you're good to go. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. I mean, I know, I know this is your thing, and I'm not trying to make light of it. I'm just saying it's not. It's not just my thing. It's like most of the free world's thing. Okay, yeah, I'll give it most of the free world. All right, fair enough. But all right, then all right, then if it is most of the free world, explain this. Why does nobody hunt after like the fourth day of the season? The fourth? Most people don't hunt after the first. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to be generous. I was giving people I was giving people like me, I'm not gonna hunt open today. I'll hunt the second you know, second day, but yeah, you know, I was I was trying to be generous. <laughs> no, I mean it really is funny. Most people I I've uh, most people don't hunt after the first day. They really don't. And it's really hard because one of the things about dove hunting is you got to have people. Yeah. That's why it's got to be kind of a social, because you got to, if you don't have people, the birds, you know, they get past the first few shots and they sit down in the middle of the field and eat. Yeah. They get happy. And, and but if you got people shooting at them, they stay up in the air flying and it's. You got to have them, you got to have somebody moving them. Yeah. Exactly. So after the first day, it's really hard to find enough people to keep them flying. Okay, so I'm um, so. 
All right, so I am justified in one aspect of this, but the the rest of it I will give you. I'm yes, I apparently I'm not as big a hunter as I thought I was, but I'll give you that. But the aspect of you know nobody bet, hunts them. I after. bet you'll eat bacon wrapped doves. I I would eat bacon wrapped skunk if it's got bacon on it. I would eat it. I don't care. I'd eat bacon wrapped armadillo. I, I mean, possum is awesome, but better with bacon. I mean, hey. Think about it. Anything's better with bacon. Just go pick something off the road and put on uh, some bacon, and there you go. There's there's your dinner. Roadkill and bacon. <laughs> yep. Hey, I'm not I'm not opposed to that. That's really wasn't where I was planning on going with my bacon wrapped dove. Although I do like bacon wrapped dove. I like bacon wrapped duck. I like bacon wrapped deer. I like, I'll, you know, if, as long as it's bacon wrapped, it's 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 gonna be good. Okay. We need to bacon wrap this coffee because, damn, this is not good. Taylor, Taylor. I get the hint. <laughs> I mean, I understand. I messed up this morning. I apologize. That's all right. Taylor's punishing you. Um. All right. Well, good. So we will. Uh, I'll go. I'll go kill it and and I'll wrap it in bacon. You can eat it. How's that? Okay. Uh, hey, I will even help you clean them if you need because I I'm that kind of friend. And that brings me back to remember when you went crappie fishing? This is a hilarious story. We He goes crappie fishing in, what was it, like January or February? It was February. It was February, like, mid, like early February. It's supposed to be cold. He and I, I'm standing out there in shorts because it's like 80 degrees in February. We're cleaning fish, and there are mosquitoes all over my legs and just eating me alive while we're cleaning these fish. He goes inside, and he gets a can of off, and he you know sprays my legs down with off and you know i'm spraying everything else down and we're cleaning these fish and the mosquitoes are were just amazingly they were licking the off i mean yeah they they were like biting right through the 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 uh drops of off to get to my skin but yeah i have no problem cleaning because you know i'll help you clean fish although i don't recall getting invited for the fish fry but i did help you clean them were they good Boy, it's a wonderful day. It, it is. It is a great day here in Chattanooga. <laughs> Opening day of dove season tomorrow. Just change that subject. Yes, we will. <laughs> yes, we will. So anyway, yes, they were good. Mm-hmm. Did I not invite you over for that? Nope. I'm waiting for the bacon wrapped dove invitation now. <laughs> it's coming. All right. At least we say it is. So what else is happening in this world? Uh, well, got a lot. Uh, I've got pretty much something in every category. I don't know where you want to go to right this moment. Nowhere. All right. Nothing uh, planned. Okay. Well, uh, let's see here. We got <laughs> some idiots outdoors. Uh, we got. Oh, that's leftover. Oh, we didn't one. talk about uh, velvet. Oh, uh, we got. We have the har. I have part of the harvest report. So if you want to go over the harvest report, here's your harvest report for deer, the first one of 2019 fall so this year statewide so far in the state of tennessee 594 deer have been taken this hunting season i had no comparison from last year that's fine uh hamilton county had 21 bledsoe had five bradley had eight grundy had five marion had 13 mcminn had 10 megs had six monroe had one polk had one ray had 11 and sequatchie had three so that was your velvet hunt, and I, I think Hamilton County was pretty much top 
in the state, wasn't it? Twenty one, twenty two was the top in any one county. Okay. Um, I saw that. I saw that email come through, but I want to say it was um, no. I want to say nobody got more than twenty one. No county had more than twenty one. Uh, I'm I, trying to track that down. I could not determine that from the data that I have been able to access. I will just leave it at that. So, um, You've already complained to your commissioner. Yes, I have complained to my commissioner about that. Uh, but in looking, uh, in, there was a lot of them taken in the southeast uh, part of the state, more so than in West Tennessee in larger numbers. The southeastern part of the state had larger numbers than the southwestern part of the state, which I found really odd because there's usually a lot more deer in southwest Tennessee. Hamilton was, Ham, Hamilton and Sumner was the two top counties at 21. Okay. And why is it we did so, we do so well annually in archery, but we don't do well anytime else? That's a very good question. Is it because and people are hunting uh, inside the city and using archery equipment or but we were we were the number one county. Think about that. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Out of the ninety five counties, Hamilton's number one. And we had in in our listing area, we had one, two, three, four at least in double digits. Mm-hmm. So this was a three day hunt only. Mm-hmm. Buck only. Mm-hmm. Archery only. Archery only. Um. See what happened in the CWD zone. We increased the harvest in CWD by 79% because we allowed them to use muzzle loaders, I think. I have to go back and look since it, I wasn't in, it, that wasn't one of my counties. I really didn't, I don't remember exactly what it was we ended up at. I want to say muzzle loaders only because there was some talk about actually opening it up to rifles too. What about shotguns? Well, firearms. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm going to – I'll go ahead and upset our our listening public and say there's really not – I mean, other than distance, there's not much difference between a shotgun, a slug, and a muzzleloader. I mean, they're about the same diameter and impact. But granted, with a muzzleloader, you can reach out to a little bit farther than a slug. But True. Both are still huge amounts of lead going through the air. And uh, with the the shotgun, you can have multiple shots. That's true. That's true. Very true. All right. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Since Tony Sanders Outdoors came on the air, Sportsman's Warehouse has been one of our premier sponsors as they were the first and longest-lasting large retailer in our area. They are your one-stop source for hunting and fishing equipment, firearms and supplies, camping, boating, outdoor clothing, and so much more. There are two differences about Sportsman's Warehouse, their people, and their support of the conservation efforts that matter to you. No other retailer in our area supports locally like Sportsman's Warehouse. Great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. 
423-847-3881 and invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Baby Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. Do you have everything you need for this hunting season? If not, go to Sportsman's Warehouse because it is the place to go. You will find great savings on guns, gear, and everything for your hunting season. And whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor products or adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. You'll find name brand products at better prices. Now, if you don't see the gun you want at the store, go to sportsmans.com for over 8,000 additional guns to choose from. You can have it shipped directly to the store with everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special discounts. Be sure to like and follow them on Facebook, too. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Guess who's watching us right now on Facebook? Boom. To the river, man. Headed to the river. Oh, Joe DiPietro. Headed to the river. Morning, Joe. And somebody wants us to post a good bacon-wrapped dove recipe. Get some dove. Get some bacon. (laughs) Put it on the grill. Wrap it in bacon. There you go. (laughs) Toothpicks. Need toothpicks. Need toothpicks. Um... I, I can look for one, really, if you want me to real quick, well, if you want to. Well, you know, one of my favorite things is the, um, and, and I've got the recipe somewhere, but the jalapeno quail poppers. Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Uh, basically, you take quail, stuff it with jalapeno and cream cheese, wrap it in bacon, and grill it. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, I've got one right here from Texas Monthly. If you want to check out Texas Monthly, go to texasmonthly.com, and they have Carter Smith's Jalapeno Dove Poppers. So basically what you did, but only smaller. You need 15 whole plucked dove breasts, garlic salt, black pepper, one package of cream cheese, 15 jalapeno slices, each sliced in half, and two packages of regular sliced bacon cut in half. Uh, you well, you know what you could do instead of cutting in half? Wrap it around twice. Double bacon. <laughs> uh, with a paring knife, separate the breasts from the bones. Make their loaves. Sprinkle lightly with garlic, salt, and pepper. Take the breast lobe, some cream cheese, and a jalapeno slice, and wrap in bacon. Secure uh, with a toothpick. Grill over mesquite, oak, or charcoal for three to five minutes. Then turn, continue grilling until biscuit, biscuit, listen to me, now I'm hungry. Bacon is crisp, serves 8 to 10. There you go. <laughs> Not at my house. There ain't 8 to 10 people eating 15 dove, ain't happening. <laughs> 15 no. dove is one person. Yeah, that's that's me. Kind of, that's kind of an, that's not even a really an appetizer. It's not even, you know, because they're not very big. I mean, you know. So, there you go. The first one I typed in had the jalapeno in it, but of course it is coming out of Texas, so they're doing the Tex-Mex thing. So, 
the uh, yeah. I was talking about that the other day. We're, since we're already on the food, yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day. My mom, when I was a kid, my mom grew up in San Antonio. Went to Alamo Heights High School. Went, you know, just was from Texas. And as a kid, when she would make us scrambled eggs, she never made biscuits. I didn't really have biscuits until I got into college and older. Because mom always did tortillas and whatever we she would wrap eggs and and maybe uh, some bacon or sausage in there and give it to us in a tortilla and she'd always put a second tortilla on the plate so when you bit into it and what you know how sometimes the tortillas get a little sloshy well whatever went out the back went on the second tortilla and we ate that I kind of grew up eating the majority of everything was Tex-Mex as a kid so a lot of jalapenos a lot of uh, a lot of Mexican food st- type stuff so. I, I kind of like that dove breast take, like you said, with the quail poppers, with the jalapenos. Those those are awesome. I think my mom and your mom have a lot in common because I actually grew up with a lot of uh, tortilla breakfast as well. Like I had a lot of uh, what breakfast burritos. Like if you go to Sonic and get the spicy yeah. breakfast burrito, that's what I would have almost every single morning. Yeah, Tex-Mex stuff. Yeah, that's kind of what I grew up. So, so how did a, a fisherman Yankee and a... <laughs> And a and a Tex Mex eating Texan get together. All right, long story. Dad, Dad uh, went to Dean College, Massachusetts, and then he transferred down to the University of Houston, where he began his master's degree. And mom was working at Methodist Hospital in Houston, and they met. And Dad started his doctorate. They got married, and uh, this is a funny story. Two days after my dad got his doctorate, I came along. So there we go. No, mom was working in. Uh, and they didn't name you doctor. No, they named I was the. Uh, they named me Robert after my father. So um, no, he was down there in uh, Texas, in Houston specifically, at the University of Houston, doing his uh, master's and doctorate. Well, there you go. I've got I've got his dissertation and and his uh, thesis for both of his uh, degrees. I've read them. I do not understand them. Okay. So let's, uh, yeah, I was going to say, let's don't go there. I got no clue on that one. <laughs> Seriously, I got nothing. All right. Uh, where are we going? I don't know. Uh, let's see here. We have, uh, let's see here. We got some poaching pinheads because anybody who decides to poach is usually a pinhead in my book. So uh, let's see here. I'm trying to find poaching pinheads. I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> I'm, I'm having. Yeah, I heard. I was trying to talk over that and was like, "Okay, I'm going to find it." Um, Michigan men find thousands of dollars for poaching Canadian geese and ducks. A group of poachers in Michigan is facing thousands of dollars in fines for illegally taking Canadian geese and mallard ducks. In a new Baltimore court, the men were ordered to pay a total of $18,500 or $2,312.50 per person for the 2018 hunting offense. The men pled guilty to taking geese beyond their bag limits and failing to retrieve shot game, which is illegal. Uh, Michigan bag limits for Canadian geese are three per person. The group instead took 33 geese in total. How many was it? Uh, Eight. So they could have had 24. Uh, the tip was anonymously sent to the Michigan DNR. So these guys decided to, you know, most people don't even like geese. Yeah, they are kind of oily. I've had it, but, yeah, they are kind of. So they they take only 
nine more geese than they should have just because they could, right? Right. And end up paying almost $2,300 a person. Mm-hmm. Officials say they apprehended the alleged poachers after watching them shoot 20 geese, place some in the back of a pickup truck bed, and then continue hunting. The group initially denied taking more than the limit, but eventually admitted to hiding 12 geese and gathering 21 more near their hunting blind. They uh, had a court date, and they were a bunch of dumbasses for doing that one. I'm telling you. So, I, Yeah, I'm not sure why people... I, I don't get it. I don't understand why you have to poach. I, I don't... I don't either. I, most, I, I mean, most states are pretty liberal on their limits. Right. And these are federal. You start messing with migratory birds, you're dealing with federal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there was another angler. This is also under poaching pitheads. Uh, he was ultimately issued a ticket for taking more than 1,400 panfish. Um, after receiving multiple tips from local anglers about possible overfishing, on Lake Lancer, in the Michigan Department of Resources again, conservation officers spoke with the suspect uh, twice in one day while he was at the lake. The second contact uh, that day led to a voluntary search of the 67-year-old man's garage freezers where officers discovered a significant number of panfish, totaling 1,400. All right. I got a question. Mm-hmm. They're in his freezer. They're frozen. How many are you allowed to have? That's a good question. I was I was thinking that when I was reading this story, and 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 I'm this isn't me. I I don't know. You're allowed. There's a possession limit. Yes, and in in this case, it was a daily limit of twenty five. Okay. But I've never heard that being applied to what's in your freezer. I hadn't either, and that's why I was this story was a little bit interesting. Apparently. He was spotted on a daily basis, several times a day, keeping his limit. Okay. Um. Boy, I wish we had uh, somebody from TWRA that could answer that question. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, I really, because I had never thought about that. But if I mean, well, how many deer do you have in your freezer right now? Pieces of deer, probably three. Okay. Actual, a whole deer, maybe one and a half. Okay. But, I mean, there's, you know, there's some parts of some deer we haven't eaten that, you know, is kind of used for like stew or whatever. But Right. But you're allowed, how many, if, if but, you, And that's inside the legal limit, though. Right. I'm thinking pheasant. Okay, pheasant. Because, I and I, it's been a while since I've been to South Dakota hunting. But you're allowed three a day, but you can keep up to, I think it's three days limits or whatever. Okay. That makes sense. But let's say I was closer to South Dakota and hunted up there on a regular basis. So I do three three-day hunts. That's, in, in theory, 27 bird I could have in my freezer. Mm-hmm. What if I have 40? Because you go with me and you don't have freezer space, so I have I put your, I don't know. I is the possession limit? Is it only applied to the field, the or, actual field, yeah. or is the possession limit? In, I never had thought about that until right now. Mm-hmm. That that's what kind of 
this story was a little bit weird, and that's why, well, one of the reasons I put it in here was to ask these questions, but 1,400 fish, call me strange, but that's, I mean, don't get me wrong, I believe in having a supply, you know, that you have. That that's you a did, lot. Yeah, 1,400, that's, that's, no, no. 100, maybe, if you can have a fish fry with a couple of your friends. 1,400, no, that's just, that's poaching, that's flat out poaching that's what I think okay well we're gonna think about that and we'll talk about it when we come back okay I'm doing math now okay you do the math and then I will try and figure out all right we'll be right back Tony Sanders outdoors There is a world-class shooting facility just a short drive north of Chattanooga where you can shoot shotguns on two world-class sporting clays courses designed by Marty Fisher. You can also sight in your hunting rifle at whatever distance you need, up to 1,000 yards. That is right. Get ready for your western state hunts right there at Dead Zero Shooting Park. Give them a call at 423-800-7758. Again, that's 423-800-7758. Or visit them on the web at deadzeroshooting.com. Dead Zero Shooting Park, the era's premier shooting destination. 423-800-7758 or deadzeroshooting.com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Compass Auctions and Real Estate is your one-stop source for new and used equipment. What kind of equipment, you ask? Well, they have cars, guns, construction equipment, guns, sporting equipment, guns, restaurant equipment, guns, coins, guns, four-wheelers, guns, side-by-sides, guns. Are you hearing a theme? Compass Auctions and Real Estate are your source for all the slightly used equipment that you need around your hunting lease. It's real simple. Go to soldoncompass.com and sign up for the email updates about upcoming auctions, soldoncompass.com. Sports' Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sports' Warehouse. Sports' Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com, Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors hanging with you this Saturday morning. The official day before hunting kickoff. I know it's already kickoff. I get it, but still. Dove hunting eve. Yeah. I mean, it really has always been me the opening of hunting season yeah even though the other seasons are open now i get it squirrel season i've been seeing people's pictures of squirrels mm-hmm. that's good um yeah hunter announced he wanted to eat squirrel bacon wrap squirrel uh, i don't know i'm just kind of surprised he thinks he wants to eat squirrel because i'm not there with him okay i don't see him eating squirrel I've had squirrel dumplings before, and they were really good. I've had fried squirrel. Mm-hmm. Squirrel fingers. Ooh, that does sound good. They are good. 
all this stuff is good if you know how to cook it. I think therein lies the key. Right. So, uh, let me see here. Where were we going? Um, I got a good story here. And thanks to somebody who actually made a phone call. Clay County Sergeant Bill Moulton had a busy night of stopping illegal spotlighting in a portion of the county, which was up in Cookville. The following day was free hunting day and free squirrel hunting, and deer hunters were out again, along with Sergeant. Despite being a busy time, when the call came in to the TWA poaching line, Sergeant Moulton responded. A husband and wife had been camping and fishing below Dale Hollow Dam when they noticed a group of six men snagging trout earlier in the day. After illegally collecting several trout, the men left, and the couple assumed that they'd never see him again. But the group came back after lunch and resumed the illegal activity. The couple called the TWA poaching hotline. Dispatcher Joseph Cook received the call and contacted Sergeant Moulton, who was able to reach the scene quickly and quietly observe the five adults and one juvenile snagging trout. Sergeant Moulton made contact with six individuals. Two younger men fled. After apprehending them, don't run. You'll just end up arrested and tired. Don't run. You're, they're going to get you. You're just going to be tired and probably ate up with briars. They're going to get you. Sergeant Moulton. Especially if they got four of you. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Sar- well, I don't know stupid, who they were. Yeah, Stupid criminals. Sergeant Moulton asserted, uh, or I'm sorry, ascertained the group had illegally snagged 21 to 26 trout earlier in the day. And they were found in possession of more than 43 trout. There you go. Um, What's the limit? Seven. But there were five of them. Mm-hmm. So that's 35. Mm-hmm. So they were over. Yep. Okay. The group of five adults and one minor were from Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. Uh, three out of the six held proper licensing. Three so, out of six. Yep. Good. Hey, we're batting five of them. We're batting right. 500. Three, three adults were charged with illegal take possession. That'd get, that'd get your picture and just busted. Yeah, it would. <laughs> I, I, I guess we batting five hundred will. Yeah, uh, three adults were charged with illegal take, uh, possession of illegal game, and being over the limit. The limit of trout per day. If you'd waited, I would have told you this. The limit okay. of trout per day is seven. I happen to know that. Uh, the two adults were charged with aiding and abetting and illegal methods. The juvenile was giving a warning. Uh, total. Why is he giving a warning? Why is he giving a warning? Maybe the officer was trying to be nice. No, 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 no. And and I'm, I mean, I'm not. I, you don't even want to get me started going down the whole legal, illegal thing of um, hunting violations. I don't even want to go there. I get so angry. But here's the deal. Make this kid work in a hatchery. No warning. Let him... Go to the judge and say, I want this young man, uh, his sentence to be working in a hatchery for two weekends or whatever the thing is. Let him see those little bitty fish get to be bigger fish that he's out there illegally stealing. That's a great idea. I mean, I'm again, I'm not. No, that's a great I'm not, idea. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not down on, on Sergeant Moulton. I'm not at all. I get it. Uh, he had to make a decision. Um, um, and, and I'm fine with that, but you know, and, and I don't even know if you remember, we used to have a judge here that was a uh, black judge named officer, uh, or judge, uh, Walter Williams. Uh, and he was known and he was criticized greatly for his alternative sentencing to youth, specifically black youth. 
he would not let them get by, and he sentenced them to all kinds of things to make them understand what they had done. And I like that. That's a great idea. So why not sentence this kid to, um, whether it's working in a hatchery, which is what I would like to see. Now, there may be some issues there, too. But cleaning up the river, I, I don't care. Do something to give back to the, and, and here's why. It, 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 you, you got me fired up now. Okay. We go out and write a ticket to you for doing something illegal in the wildlife world. Okay. I don't care what it is. Over the limit. Okay. $500 ticket. All right. We get maybe 20 bucks of that. So it's not like we're making money off of writing new ticket. That's the first fallacy of people thinking that TWRA is making money by writing tickets. We don't. That money all goes to the counties and to the state. has nothing to do. It, we get none of it or very little of it. I mean, seriously. Yeah. There was a ticket the other day that I was looking at. Literally, we got $4.19. I can assure you the officer parking his truck cost me more than $4.19. It's just, why do we do it? So why not, let's figure out a way, and unfortunately we have to go through the legal system, but why can't we come up with something that benefits the, the resource? If you got a guy out there, and and then the, the old man that's, Contributing to the delinquency of this kid sends him to something harsher. Mm-hmm. A month worth of working in the, the hatchery. Yeah, those feed trucks that drive along the the hatchery, you know, they take a truck or, or sometimes they'll take a uh, ATV and they've got this, the feeder that spreads sure. it into the thing. Those, those hoppers need to be loaded. And Absolutely. there's bags of food that are there. All right, 80 hours, you're going to load food into these hoppers. Something. Yeah. 100 hours of community service or Trout service, whatever the case. You know, you that's a great idea. So, when well, you know what? When I become king, this is what we're going to do. And you will be a kind and benevolent monarch. I will. <laughs> benevolent dictatorship. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> so anyway, that's. I'm sorry, I, I I jumped all over your story. No, 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 no. I agree with that sentencing. I think that's a great idea. Um, I want. I'm just wondering. I'm reading the story. I don't. I mean, I know it's somebody wrote the report. But if somebody ran, isn't that fleeing fleeing from a peace officer? Isn't that another charge? Isn't that a felony? I don't know. If it, I, I don't know, I'm I'm not I'm not a I'm not a legal expert. Nor did I stay in a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> okay, but I I do know running from the law is never good. There is additional charges that usually gets thrown at you when you do that. I didn't see those in here. But. And and I mean again, the. The whole, and the whole, the whole ticketing legality um, process is screwed up, and I say that in all, all, uh, all love to all of my fellow uh, legislative people who are actually the ones that have done this. But when when you go out and commit a crime against the resource which is how I like to refer to it. Mm-hmm. And you get fined, that money doesn't come to replenishing the resource. Now, maybe in some of the situations where there are significant things and we end up with uh, vehicles and, and, and firearms, and things like that, which we don't do very often, 
uh, again because of the way the process is set up. So it's just it's convoluted, and 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 we the agency gets all kinds of heat about writing tickets. And the bottom line is, is it it costs us money to do it. Y'all write the tickets, but they, zero benefit. I can assure you. I can assure you. There's not a wildlife officer out there that wants to write you a ticket because it's a pain in the ass to them to do it. If you get a ticket from a wildlife officer, you deserve a ticket because they don't want to write it. They want to find a way around it, but they're not going to let you get by with it. But when you talk about going to court, all the time that takes to deal with that and the fact that nothing really comes back to the agency and the punishment that you get really doesn't necessarily um, teach you a lesson, why do it? Well, it's a That's the frustrating part. Oh, I agree. The, you remember the story, it's been about five, maybe six, seven years ago. There were some fishermen up in Percy Priest, and they caught 603 crappie. Mm-hmm. And they got fined and, you know, went to court. and Anyway. Less than a year later, the same guys got caught again. Mm-hmm. So the fine didn't work the first time, and the fine didn't go to the TWRA. Right. So I, I, I fully see your point on that. It, I mean, I think a more creative sentence for those guys would have been, hey, you just took 603 crappie. You have to help us out at the warm water hatchery over there in Normandy, mm-hmm. and you get to you get to scrape the the runways and we're going to make you work for X number of hours to work off the resource mm-hmm. that you took. Yep. And you get to pay the fine. Yeah. I agree. I'd, I'd be all over that. You know, and that's why, you know, one of the big things I guess is when you violate the law bad enough and you actually do get, lose your hunting license and things like that, uh, that affects you in all the other States. I, I'm, I appreciate that. Uh, but the other problem is, and, and this is, again, not a slight, and I, I I get it. I get into these discussions all the time. But you have a lot of judges that think that violating the game law is really just nothing. Yeah. They do. Um, you know, we used to have a couple of judges here that were, they called them hanging judges because they were, they were sportsmen, and they hated it when you violated the game law, and they threw the book at you. There's not that many of those out there. Just not. And, I mean, only we only see the removal of the license for extremely heinous things. Correct. And, I mean, as it should be. Usually that, idiots that put it on TV. Yeah, so. <laughs> or on Facebook. Right. We'll be right back. I'm on a first-name basis at the tackle shop. I got a charge account running up nonstop. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Bates Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Bates has years of local knowledge 
and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Baby Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. Welcome back. Wrapping it up this first hour, second hour, we're going to be talking to Vince Butler from the Medal of Honor Heritage Center. We've got our shoot coming up on Thursday. Looking forward to that. Uh, he's on his way in. He texted and said, I'm on my way, I'm on my way. Looking forward to having him here to talk about the uh, Medal of Honor shoot that's going to be happening uh, up at uh, Benton Sporting Place. So that'll be fun. I'm ready to shoot. You are? I am. What are you going to bring? I'm going to bring all I got, so I'm probably bringing my, my over and under Beretta. Not going to break out the Sweet 16? Nope, not for that. Okay. I'm not that good of a shot. Okay. Uh, you know, in Duffield, you know, you miss them all, so. Yeah. I, I posted a picture last night, the, the I don't know, the, whoever the dude is, but everybody always makes memes out of the. Oh, the most interesting man yeah, in the world. that guy. Yeah. And it said. Uh, something like when I miss doves, I always make sure I miss them three times. Yeah. So yeah, that's me. I'm all in. Uh, so anyway, got a couple of things coming up. You got the Quail Forever Banquet coming up on the 28th of uh, September. That's going to be at Highland Sportsman Club. Doors open at five o'clock. Uh, the uh, on nine seven Youth Dove Hunt up at the Hawassi Refuge. You must register uh, to be part of that, and uh, that way we know how much get for you from a lunch perspective so it's a week from today uh up at the hawassi refuge you gotta make sure and get up there it's gonna be a good time um sci is gonna be up there uh carl from sportsman's warehouse is again stepped up to cover youth up there and all kinds of goodies and manners and i mean it's amazing how much they do and give back to the youth we'll talk about that a little bit more all right we'll be right back tony sanders outdoors Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vests, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. That'd be us. It would be. We're back. Yes, we are. Hour number two. Dose. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hey, we got one person watching on Facebook right now, and that's you. <laughs> well, let me turn me yeah, off, I'm then. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. I'm just joking. Sorry. <laughs> that was just too easy. Mm-hmm. In the house, good buddy of mine, Vince Butler. Hello, Vince. Hello. Thanks for having me today. You are here representing the Medal of Honor Heritage Center today. That is correct. And, and we're having a shoot. We are, the first annual clay shoot, um, September the 5th. That'd be Thursday. That'd be Thursday. Benton Sporting Clays. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. It's my first clay tournament to, to actually work and go to. So I'm going to have a blast, too. Are you going to shoot? Yeah, I, I was going to ask. Tony's going to have me on his team. Are you All right, now, the bacon-wrapped clays, are they <laughs> any good? Because everything apparently is better with bacon, so. I, I'll defer to Tony on that one. No, all right. they're not. And I'm not on Tony's team. I just wish I was. 
you are more than welcome. You can be the one that we if you want if you want to pony up to play, we'll let you play. You can be the one. And that's what John Davis said. You you can. We I'll ask my wife. We boss, just, we just won't count your score. I don't know if my boss will let me do that, but oh well. I tell you what, I want you to go out and shoot with us at least a few, a few stations. I will. I will come prepared to pony up and 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 do that. You can. Uh, I'll. I'll even loan you a gun if that's what it. <laughs> if it helps. Be glad. I appreciate to. that. I'll be glad to. I appreciate that. I'll have an extra one in the car for you. I'm. I'm sure somebody will loan me one. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, and it, I can assure you there'll be some high dollar guns up there at that group. I'm sure there will be. Mine will not be one of them, but there will be some. <laughs> I can assure you. Uh, no, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, again, that's coming up on Thursday. We do have room for some people if they want to shoot yeah we have a morning flight at 9 a.m then we have an afternoon flight at 1 p.m so um if they have interest i would encourage somebody and anybody out in the in the listening world to uh send an email to info at mohm.org um send an email to jules and and she'll sign you up for a team uh, you can call tony everybody yep. knows tony's number <laughs> yeah everybody and knows uh number. call rob i'm sure everybody else knows his number too pretty much and we will uh more than happy to sign you up and uh, have you join us. And it's a great event to help raise money for the National Medal of Honor Heritage Center, which uh, I'm going to give you some breaking news. We're going to be opening our doors on February 22nd, 2020. That's, so, that's really six months away. I was going to say, that's really kind of close. Yeah, six months away. How's, We're it, excited. how's it coming together? It's, it's, if you walk in there and, and fortunate enough to get inside and, and see, we're about 60 to 65% through the construction process. And, it's it it is pretty um, exciting because it's not what people are gonna expect to see when they think about what we're gonna be doing and it's using uh, sound video and 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 uh, trying to immerse you into the stories of some real American heroes. A lot of them tied to the uh, Chattanooga area in the state of Tennessee. Uh huh. Um, it's nineteen thousand square feet and uh, it's not gonna be a museum. It is a a heritage center. We're an educational uh, facility. We're an educational organization where we're telling stories about some real American heroes that did something extraordinary to overcome a, a um, an obstacle that um, was facing them and uh, did something really special that's uh, helped or um, enabled them to receive the Medal of Honor, which is the nation's highest uh, military um, award for valor. It is not uh, very common. There's only been thirty, a little bit over 3,500 recipients in the history of our country. And start with the first ones in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee in 1862, and uh, including the first and only female to ever receive the Medal of Honor, Dr. Mary Walker. So a lot of history in Chattanooga people don't know about. And you know, there really is. And, and I'll be the first to admit, I was uh, very ignorant of the Medal of Honor history and the tie to Chattanooga. Yeah. Which once I, I got into it and, and uh, you know, everybody, I've known Vince for, for several years and when he got involved in this project and is where I started kind of learning. I was like, wow, I, I, I had no clue. Yep. And it started in 1862, 19 Union soldiers with Captain Andrews stole a train called the General, took it northward to, uh, right outside of Chattanooga and abandoned it. And they were all captured. And we all know the story of the uh, great locomotive chase and. Uh, those 19 were the first uh, recipients of the Medal of Honor. And then that following year was the Chattanooga campaign where there's 33 additional Medal of Honor recipients, and uh, including General Gillespie, um, who actually designed the Army 
Medal of Honor from um, born in Kingsport and lived in Chattanooga for many years and his descendants still live in Chattanooga today and uh, again you have a lot of ones our beloved Charles Coolidge who's the oldest living World War II recipient at 98 uh, still alive today and uh, incredible doing? story he's he's as any 98 year old uh, hero would be uh, <laughs> he's doing um, doing good and I actually got to see him and talk to the family last week and during our annual luncheon so that was great and you know, from Desmond Doss to, uh, you know, if you're from Cleveland, you have Paul Huff to uh, the North City is where Mitchell Stout was at. An incredible story about a Vietnam veteran who who sacrificed his life to save uh, nine other soldiers in, in a bunker. And uh, you have Ray Duke, first dual recipient from Whitwell, Tennessee, and uh, was a Korean POW that was captured and was basically um, executed because he wouldn't um, divulge uh, uh, locations and uh, troop movements. And he received the North, the South Korean version of the Medal of Honor and the U.S. Medal of Honor. So there's a lot of history in this area that when they come to the Heritage Center, they're going to learn about these stories. But more important is going to learn about you know six character traits that we everything we do we talk about patriotism, citizenship, courage, integrity, sacrifice, and commitment. From our character development program we do in the schools and community centers to when you come to the museum, you learn about these these traits and what they mean and how you can emulate this in everything you do. You don't have to be in the military, really, to to show these character traits. It's in the boardroom. It's everyday life. It's on the playground. When you talk about these six traits, how can you emulate those to make your life better and the community better? And that's really what we're about. When um, I was talking to people about shooting in a shoot, um, there was there was two people in particular. When I told them about this, the, the six character traits mm-hmm. and how they're trying to instill this into the youth they said shut up i'm done i'm i'm ready yeah and 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 i mean it, i think it's there's a lot of people out there that really think that this is probably the uh one of the best things that's happening right now is the fact that we're going to be teaching young people you know courage commitment honor yeah. things like that that let's face it they don't necessarily get yeah and and like i said when people first hear of us they, they think it's just a museum about military and in and, and war and it's not it's so much more and i think when we do open our doors in february of next year they're gonna really be shocked when they walk in there and they learn these stories and they talk about these character traits and they learn about the character education program i think it's something this community is really going to embrace and it's going to be the next exciting um thing to come to downtown chattanooga i don't I can't think of a better location, too, with all of those youth that go to that aquarium. There's over a million people that walk through that aquarium plaza every year. And, uh, you know, it's going to be incredible. And um, I think it's going to be an opportunity for um, our schools, um, community groups, and, and families to help them kids, uh, help our kids understand. There's, you know, today less than 1% of our population actually serve. So a lot of people don't understand the sacrifices that a lot of men and women are making um, across the world um, to, to ensure our country is uh, um, able to do what it does. And, you know, there's a Medal of Honor recipient, Melba Morris, that came to town um, and did a character education training class for us. And, you know, he was asked by a reporter, but what does patriotism mean to him? And I think the reporter wanted him to talk about our president where mm-hmm. we stand on our president, but he was like, you know, patriotism is not what one person thinks or what one person says that happens to be president. Patriotism to him is, is what are you 
as an individual doing to ensure the next generation understands the sacrifices that past generations have made so when they have to answer the call, they understand the importance of answering that call to ensure that our country remains what it is today. Sure. And understanding those values and ideals of what make our country special, they need to know. And that's what patriotism was to him. So um, it's, when you get stuff like that, you talk about these traits, um, I think people understand this is not a, a museum about military. It's a, a museum about some American heroes, but it's a museum about six important traits and values that we all need to, to learn about we all should emulate. Let's go to the phones here. Hey, David, how are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Happy uh, Dove Day Eve to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Listen, uh, the, the, your guest there is doing God's work. I, I would love, I cannot hardly wait for that to open, but I would love for the legislature to tackle something that nobody else would tackle, the Tennessee State Legislature. And let's, uh, let's get them to... Uh, put this presentation, they, you know, they go around to the schools and make it part of the curriculum. Let every student in, you know, junior or maybe early high school sit through this and listen to this and see if we can't turn some of this nonsense around that we've got going on. Would that not be awesome? You know, I think it would. And, uh, and David, you, kn you know me a lot outside of here. You know what all I'm involved in. I, I, I turn down more than I ever accept as far as being asked to get involved in something. And and I was, and, and when Vince first came to me about this, um, I was like, eh, I don't really don't have time. And then he kind of went through, I went to a luncheon uh, a couple of years ago, I guess. Yep. I guess it was the first one. Yep. Uh, and then I went to the second one. I didn't make it this year. But I, I'm, I, I started learning what it was all about. And, I mean, I couldn't say no. I mean, this is, to me, this is a, some of the most important work that I've been involved in. And, oh, yeah, uh, I, just, I just think it's awesome. I, uh, you know, I, I know you I know you very well that you <laughs> always talk about what a workhorse you are, all the things you're involved in. But, uh, of course, you know, you're going to have to step aside a little bit. I'm going to take up some of your slack if I get my retirement plan done like I plan to here in about another year and a half or two years, and I'm just going to be right there beside you, and we're, we're going to take on the world. I'm, I'm ready. Let's do it. I am ready. Okay, well, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, listen in. This is a great show this morning, uh, and good luck tomorrow. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, David. All right, take care. Well, well, I think something real quick. Tennessee is actually one of the – I think it's the only state, maybe one other state, that actually requires character education as part of the curriculum. Now – we're working hard to ensure um, or try to help as many schools as possible use the, our character education program. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff we're doing in the public schools here in Hamilton County. Uh, we're doing it in the, uh, the Youth and Family Development Centers with a partnership with the City of Chattanooga to, to target those at-risk underserved youth. Um, but if a school, if somebody is listening as a teacher, um, principal, and they do have an interest, I would encourage them to call um, – the Medal of Honor um, Heritage Center, and um, if you call them at, uh, actually it's called, he's called Jules, since uh, I'll give out her number, and hopefully she won't be mad, but it's... Uh, call, four call, and call her right now. <laughs> Don't call her right now. No, no call her right now. And, uh, I She's think, up, call her. Yeah, 405-3677. Uh, Again, that's 423 405-3677. Or send an email at info at mohm.org, and uh, we will put you in touch. Uh, we're about to hire our director of education, and uh, 
we have an incredible amount of volunteers that are ready to start doing that program right now with uh, the leadership of Linda Moss Mines, and, and uh, we're excited. So if you have an interest, give us a call. We'd love to talk to you about it. Sounds good. All right, we're going to go pay a bill, and we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty's Fertilizer. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors hanging with you this Saturday morning. Coming straight to the phones. Hey, Mike, how are you? Yes, sir. Will you have a hunter safety course this year at your facility out on Bull Scout Road? Uh, We've already done one about three or four weeks ago. I don't know that I'll have another one this year. Uh, We're looking at trying to do one more before deer season gets here. Uh, It's just been tough to kind of get a schedule in place. I understand what you're saying. I know they're charged for online is twenty eight dollars, and I've never seen that done before. They've always been free. Well, the it the the part of coming to our class is actually free. The part that's not free is the online port. the The part that was because they developed that, and and that was a private company that did it, and they worked with all the different states. Uh, and part of that is they have twenty four hour support. So if you're you or your youth are taking uh, the course at 11 o'clock at night, you can pick up the phone and, and actually get somebody to help you if there's a problem. Uh, when will you think you'll have another uh, course out there? I've got two children I need to get done somewhere, and I have not been able to find nobody that's doing them nowhere. Uh, well, and it gets tough this time of the year. Once hunting season gets here, it gets a little bit tougher. Uh, let's see, what? And you're looking specifically in Hamilton County? Yes, sir. Uh, and that's part of the problem, Mike, is is a lot of the instructors are, are, are aging out and not doing it as much anymore. Uh, but I will, uh, I will we're, like I said, we're working on it. Uh, and you can listen here. Of course, you can always uh, find it on, online on, on, uh, on TWRA if there's one available. And I'm looking, uh, Rob has it pulled up right now. Um, is there any traditional hunter education courses anywhere uh th- this is the traditional there's uh let me let me back it down here a little bit hang on yeah. a second uh find events give me just seconds here uh there's <laughs> one on um self uh sulfur springs road sulfur springs united methodist church in whitwell uh i don't see the date on that one specific uh september 14th there's going to be one at that's a that's a field day that's not a that's oh, okay. not a class there, the guy in there Cleveland, it is. yeah, uh, Cleveland State Community College, Monday, September thirtieth. 
in in four additional days there, and then that one. And then the Hunter Education course, they're going to be having at, at Sulphur Springs on the 21st. Well, I worked at a gun store on Lake Boulevard, Antique Armory, and uh-huh. we had one every year. And I don't see it like Academy or none of them seems to be interested in putting on the Hunter Safety course. Uh, it looks like it would be beneficial to them if they did. I think Jumbo Sports was the last one that I know of, and God, that's been years ago. Yeah, the um, uh, David Bird used to teach one at Academy. I used to teach one at Sportsman's Warehouse, um, and but there's just it's it's getting harder and harder. And and I tell you, part of the problem, and and this is, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to diminish it or whatever, but you know, 20 years ago. We used to have 125 kids at our classes. I'm lucky to get 20 now. Oh God, yeah. Uh, and it's it's really kind of sad. And and the hunter education courses, they're really actually trying to change them to make it uh, where it's even a little bit easier. Just because we're trying to, we're it's almost like we become an obstacle to getting kids out in the field. And that's what we don't want. Well, there's two, there's, there's muzzleloader hunt. Prince Cooper is 250 quota. Uh, if you go up there, you won't see more than probably 35, 40, maybe 50 cars parked anywhere. Oh, I know. Yeah. They just don't go. It's it's uh, it's really, it's kind of, it's kind of sad to watch how it's declining right now. It's uh, not our generation anymore. I will, uh, I'll keep you posted on whether we put a class together or not. Um, you know, usually I try to do two a year. I try to do one in March, and I try to do one in the summer. Um but it's just been so busy, we just haven't had as many opportunities. Okay, I'll keep listening every morning like I do. Thank God you, Mike. God bless you, and thank you very much. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. How many organizations out there are facing that same problem, though? Youth not getting involved, and, uh, and, and, and quite honestly, with Hunter Education, you know, we're having a hard time finding every. I may be the youngest instructor. Really? Yeah. In, in, in our area, uh, and that's that's scary. It is. Because I've been doing it almost 25 years now, over 25, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, and, and like you said, a lot of the instructors, I know three or four that have aged out. Yeah. Or, you know. You know, now we did teach one last year at Ivy Academy, which was kind of cool, hmm. getting the youth involved. And I just saw something, and, and I haven't, and, and Vince, with your political things, you may have seen this too. <laughs> I saw where Governor Lee signed a bill allowing hunter education to be taught in every school system. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't which, surprise me. Which is he, big supporter, supporter. Which is the way it used to be, uh, but we haven't. Other than Ivy Academy that we taught last year, yeah, uh, there hasn't been a class taught in Hunter in Hamilton County in probably close to ten years now in the schools, and it it was. The only reason I even loosely say that one was in the schools is it was taught at Saudi Middle by an assistant principal, but it was taught like on a Saturday. So it wasn't part of the school curriculum. So, But it hmm. needs to be. You know, if nothing else, if it teaches kids not to shoot other kids. And respect, healthy respect of the, of the gun. It, then then you've, you've made inroads, huge inroads. Oh, yeah. So... Anyway, okay, I'll get off that soapbox. 
Well, I'm just saying if, if, if the kids aren't coming, maybe that that's a great idea. Maybe if the you said the kids just aren't coming to the classes, if they're not coming to the classes, let's go to the kids. That's right. a great idea. Right. I mean, if they're not going to come to us, we'll bring it to them. So, and like there's so many things out there, you know, like the, the youth hunt next week. Mm-hmm. You've got to have hunter education to get to it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you can't. So, you know, it is what it is. All right. Uh, we got another break coming up here. Go ahead and give everybody the particulars on the the sporting clay shoot. Again, we invite everybody to come and join us for the first annual clay shoot, September the 5th at Bitten Sporting Clays in Charleston. And uh, if they're interested, uh, encourage them to give us a call to 423-405-3677 or send an email to info at org. All proceeds will be benefiting the Charles H. Coolidge National Medal of Honor Heritage Center. Plenty of spaces, or not, not plenty. We got a good amount of teams. We got a few teams. Um, we got available. a few spots left. So if you do have an interest, I'd encourage you to give us a call or give us an email. Uh, it's this coming Thursday, and yep. exciting time. A lot of people you can hang out with Tony for the day. There you go. And uh, be I'll fun. be there. You that's worth that's worth process. Right? That's yeah, exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. That's where I was going with it. <laughs> Let's see. Hey Ross, how are you? I'm great. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, got some great news. I heard you talking about, you know, trying to get our kids involved with a hunter education course. And, you know, our Chattanooga Ducks Unlimited has a f- spring great outdoors festival. Right. And one of our, you know, goals is to bring the kids out and get them outdoors and get them involved with handling guns. You know, we have straight eight shooters there doing demonstrations. But uh, the good news is this year I got a call from or a text from Carl Schultz. Mr. Schultz said they're going to be able to sponsor our event again for 300 kids, and we're just excited about that. The Sportsman's Warehouse will do that for us again. And uh, oh yeah, I was I, I, I was talking to Carl yesterday, and they once again are stepping up for for this event, which is a great event. Uh, it's going to be in March next year, correct? March 14th, yeah. been on Saturday. We had it last year in, in April. We're moving it back into March a little bit. We felt like we missed some kids because of soccer and baseball. Right. So, so yeah, we're excited about that. So, uh, and, and that way we get kids out there and get them involved into something to where it helps everyone to show, you know, we're the guys with, you know, the good guys with the guns. And uh, that, that's the whole idea of this is get them out there and show them what they can do. Yeah, no, that's uh, you know I I'm, I love to see the fact that the uh, sportsmen are stepping up uh, with all kinds of things that they're doing. I mean, they've always stepped up, but they're really stepping up for the youth right now, which is the key to, to us keeping this this tradition going. Is getting this youth. So, ne- you know, next weekend I think it's the seventh. There's a couple of things going on. They're doing a Hiawassee shoot, and sportsmen's you know is helping with that. Yep, um, I already talked about that. Yeah. Covey Creek Farms is having TWRF, uh, the Fed Foundation. They're doing a shoot also at Covey Creek Farm. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a $250 for that shoot. And, and last year it was a barn burner. I tell you, our, our barrels melted down and it had so many doves. It was like, wow. That's awesome. And, uh, so that's a couple of shoots coming on. And I just want to remind everybody to make sure you got your plugs and your guns, fellas. Y'all may have already covered that earlier today, but uh, if, if you don't, uh, you know, migratory birds can have more, no more than three shells in your guns. So it's something to remind everybody. 
Absolutely. Ross, man, I appreciate it. All right. You guys have a great day and you, a great weekend. All right. And speaking of barn burners, you got to come on here and talk about Argentina sometime real soon. I'll do that. Yeah, right. I sure will. I'll be right. glad to. Yeah, I need to get you and Richard both on here before he gets busy. That's right. That's right. Sounds right. good. Yeah, we'll have to do that. I'll talk to him. Hey, hey, and real quick, uh, before I let you go, when is your when's your event this year? Your DU event? October twenty fourth at Camp Jordan. Okay. Uh starts doors open at five, uh close at ten and you know, we try to have a great event well, this year we really got some great sponsors on board. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, that's another good one that's coming up. Yeah, we got uh, Ed Moss is our area chairman. We gotta get you guys on here to talk about that as well. So that, yep, great. All right, so man. We'll do that. Sounds good. Thanks, Ross. All right, thank you guys. All right, we're going to go pay a bill, and we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Compass Auctions and Real Estate is your one-stop source for new and used equipment. What kind of equipment, you ask? Well, they have cars, guns, construction equipment, guns, sporting equipment, guns, restaurant equipment, guns, coins, guns, four-wheelers, guns, side-by-sides, guns. Are you hearing a theme? Compass Auctions and Real Estate are your source for all the slightly used equipment that you need around your hunting lease. It's real simple. Go to soldoncompass.com and sign up for the email updates about upcoming auctions, soldoncompass.com. There is a world-class shooting facility just a short drive north of Chattanooga where you can shoot shotguns on two world-class sporting clays courses designed by Marty Fisher. You can also sight in your hunting rifle at whatever distance you need, up to 1,000 yards. That is right. Get ready for your western state hunts right there at Dead Zero Shooting Park. Give them a call at 423-800-7758. Again, that's 423-800-7758. Or visit them on the web at deadzeroshooting.com. Dead Zero Shooting Park, the area's premier shooting destination. 423-800-7758 or deadzerojuding.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors hanging with you this Saturday morning, and we have Vince Butler in the house from the Medal of Honor Heritage Center, Charles H. Coolidge Medal of Honor Heritage Center. Uh, we got a sporting clay shoot coming up on Thursday. We'd love for you to participate in that. Also had a call from Tim, who is a teacher. Uh, in our area that wants to find out how to be a hunter safety instructor. Tim, it's 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 too complicated to talk about right now on the air, but I'm going to give you my phone number. I know you're still listening. Uh, 423-280-3677. 423-280-3677. Give me a call, and I will, uh, I will kind of explain the process to you. I've gotten several people certified, and I would love to get a teacher certified so we can get it taught again in our schools so give me a call tim and i will do the best i can to help you through the process all right where are we going i don't know but did you know most people didn't realize there are three actual versions of the congressional medal of honor i did not mm-hmm. there's one for the army 
There's one for the Army, there's one Navy? for the Air Force, and one for the Navy. That's correct. Well, what about, um, the, I guess, a Marine gets the Navy one. Right. Mm-hmm. What about the Coast Guard? Gets the Navy, Navy. one. Oh, they get the Navy one, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most people did not realize that. Yep. And I just looked up the totals by branch. So for those of you who have served, thank you. And the Army is leading with 2,456. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's competition. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, and I made a mistake last time to hear say you won the medal yeah. honor because you, you, you don't know, you receive it. If, if you ever you talk it. to a recipient, uh, recipient they, they don't win. And it, yeah. it, it, every not, recipient I've ever met, yeah. and I've met about nine of them now, they always talk about it's not their story. It's about the, the stories of the individuals who made the ultimate sacrifice that did not come home. Those are the ones they always talk about. I've had the privilege of meeting, I guess, two or three at this point. Uh, they are the most humble people. Mm-hmm. Uh, to have sacrificed as much as they have, yes, uh, it's just it's amazing. Okay. And it is uh, if if you're fortunate enough to meet a living recipient, there's only 73 living recipients today, and um, you know it's um, the vast majority of them are from the Vietnam War generation. So every day, um, there's you're going to lose some. So unfortunately, so go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. The uh, Army has 2,456. The Navy has 748, the Marine Corps has 300, Air Force has 19, and the Coast Guard's got one. You know, I'm going to tell you the one that probably surprises me is the uh, Marine Corps. Um, when you think about what, most of the time it's an extremely hairy situation these guys are in where they end up winning this, winning, if I said it, I meant receiving the, the Medal of Honor. I mean, they've done some, and, and you, you think about, uh, the Marines kicking down doors and, and, and being in a lot of hairy situations. And I know the Army, I know they all are. Anybody that sacrifices well, like that. Well, another one is, is women. There's only been one woman. That's right. Dr. Mary Walker during the Civil War here in Chattanooga at Cameron Hill. They received the Medal of Honor for her action. She was a civilian physician and did an incredible uh, thing in the Chattanooga campaign. But at some point, I'm sure there's going to be another sure. uh, woman to receive the Medal of Honor as more and more women are in the front lines. And Absolutely. Um, it's just a matter of time before there's two or three or four. Hey, Ben. Hello. How are we this morning? We're good, Ben. And how are you? I'm good. I was. Think, I heard you think, talking about Dale Hollow earlier. Uh, yeah, the poaching story. Yes, sir. Well, I remember when I was about 10 or 11, we'd gone camping in the little campground right below the dam. Mm-hmm. And we'd gone down the... The rock got down to the bank right below the dam, and I'd taken my best friend, Kenny Robertson, and we were down there just trout fishing. We'd got some succotash and little can mama gave us, and we're fishing, and all of a sudden the horn starts sounding, and we go, what's that? <laughs> Nobody had warned us. And we looked up. <laughs> there was a two-foot wave coming at us. Yeah. We grabbed our stuff. And up the bank we went, and and another wave came, and I was like, whoa. And when we got all done, I found out I lost my first little fishing knife. It was uh, about five and a half inches long, kind of curved, and it had a scalar blade and a regular blade. And that, that wave of water, being 10, 11 years old, was something else. <laughs> I have this vision of the Hawaii Five-O wave breaking on the, you know, and, and 
you trying to outrun that thing, that that wall of water that's coming down like uh, yeah. the the what are they called tidal wave type thing? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. When that when they turn it on, it's that's the thing most people don't realize. It's either off or it's on, and when it's on, it's on. And we found out the next week weekend that campground where we was it was a foot and a half deep of water. Mm. Yep. And I was like, glad it didn't happen last week. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah. Man, Ben, thanks so much for that. How are you doing? Are you feeling good? I'm doing good. Doing good. good. I, I'm getting around. I'm going to take off and go to Best Buy today. Awesome. And then go hang out at Pier 88 with the girl. You're going to have nice lunch. Oh, man, you're making me hungry already. You going to watch the ball game today? <laughs> well, considering where I am, I don't have access to it unless I try to. Work it out on my laptop. Well, I but bet I'll, you, I bet you can find it there. I hope so. All right, I'm man. Don't get me a good radio so that I can, I can listen to it. You can uh, tune in to KZ106 and definitely get it there. Yeah, but a lot of the stuff I do here is Wi-Fi, right? And I have to go to the Knoxville station. Okay. To get it. Oh, okay. Good deal. It doesn't redo on. Wi-Fi. That makes sense. All hey, right. Y'all have a good day. Thank you, Ben. And, and hit hit two for me tomorrow, Tony. I'll tell you what, I'll do my best. All right, that may be buddy. all I, that may be all I hit is two, but I'll do my best. <laughs> Thanks, all Ben. All Good friend Ben Byra, who is uh I always tells everybody to be sure and tune into our radio show and I appreciate it more than he knows. Mm-hmm. All right, give everybody the particulars again. Okay, uh, Thursday, September the 5th, uh, the first annual clay shoot at Bitten Sporting Clays. Uh, we invite people to come out. We've got two flats, 9 a.m. and one in the afternoon at 1 p.m. Uh, lunch at noon, we'll get an uh, incredible prize, uh, ammo, earplugs, and a goodie bag for your uh, uh, entry fee. And you can get information by calling Jules at uh, 405-3677 or sending an email at info at org. And again, all... Proceeds will be benefiting the Charles H. Coolidge National Medal of Honor Heritage Center. Uh, lunch is going to be by Texas Roadhouse. Breakfast by McDonald's. Breakfast by McDonald's, and ammo will be provided. So yep. it's, it's uh, they're they're taking care of you. So we got a few spots left open. So if you want to uh, uh, come out and join us, then we'd love to have you. Just give us a call or an email, email and uh, we'll put you in touch with the information and come join us sounds great all right we're gonna final break of the morning and we'll uh, be back here in just a moment on tony sanders outdoors ladies fertilizer in cleveland tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies they are experts in fertilizer lawn chemicals mulch stone and all your commercial lawn care needs they have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company your customers will be happy with the great results and so will you babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area go with the pros at baby fertilizer 472-5491 472-5491 and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com Sportsman's Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. 
Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Yeah, it's uh, it's real easy, Rob, I can tell you. <laughs> and I have bought more than uh, I saw. Uh, I kind of speculated as much. I, I saw some, some uh, the people responsible for their advertising over there. And they said, how you doing? I said, I'd be great if I didn't give you all your money back. <laughs> all the time. And the car you were pointing at is a 1962 Ford Thunderbird. And yeah. they also have a 1967 Ford Mustang. Yeah. Thunderbird. Got Thunderbird by. That's pretty <laughs> sure. It's what, a nice looking car. What's the word? Thunderbird. Thunderbird. and a half Ford Mustang in my garage back home. The first original model Mustang. Do so, you really? Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Uh, hopefully get it running one day <laughs> so it's you got to go to college for that no <laughs> no i don't that's a <laughs> yeah you do you got to learn them up i mean you didn't learn nothing the first time apparently you didn't learn nothing there either during our conversation you just weren't learned it was really early and it still is really early mind you we have control over the english language this early and we we would hope you would too since you're so well learnt. All right, leave leave my leave my buddy Taylor alone. All right, he's trying. We love him. Yeah. All right, uh, we we do have our uh, first annual sporting clay shoot coming up at Benton's this week, uh, on Thursday, the fifth of September. Two flights, nine a.m. and one p.m. Lunch in the middle uh, by Texas Roadhouse. Breakfast in the morning by McDonald's. Uh, great prize pack for a shooting. Shotgun shells will be provided. Uh, it's, and it's a first-class event. And I'll add this one thing before I know we're winding down the show, and uh, thanks for having me again. And Absolutely. We are going to be opening February 22nd, uh, 2020, so um, it's an exciting time for uh, the Heritage Center, but for the city of Chattanooga and the state of Tennessee. And if you do, uh, we need volunteers. We always need volunteers, so if anybody out there would love to get involved in, in the Heritage Center when we do open our doors, we got volunteer training. We're we're getting underway now, and uh, our character education program that happens all the um, every day and every week and every month. Uh, if you have an interest, just uh, getting involved, I encourage you to call 423-405-3677 or send an email at info at mohm.org. Give information about uh, participating in the clay shoot or uh, becoming a volunteer or just making a donation. We'd love to have you and put it on your calendar six months from now. Is that what day is that going to be? It's going to be on Saturday. Saturday. Hoping to have the governor in town. A lot of elected officials will have multiple Medal of Honor recipients uh, coming in to help us cut the ribbon and open up the Heritage Center. So awesome. it'll be an exciting time. All right. Well, we're in the last 30 seconds of what we got going on here. Don't forget, next Saturday, the Youth Dove Hunt, TWRA, putting together with Hawassi Refuge, SCI is involved, 28th of September, the Quail Forever Banquet, uh, 1024 Ducks Unlimited. All of that sponsored by Sportsman's Warehouse. Pure and simple, they're involved in everything. 
been a great day. Vince, thanks for being here. Robert, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Thank you, sir. Taylor, thanks for being here. I'm done. I'm out of here. Tony Sanders Outdoors, I'll see you next week. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.